look here, married man. <laughs> this is YNB Collins, Brother Wolf here. Uh, we're the Benchmark Podcast. We try to go ahead and do a little bit of critical thinking, a little bit of life experiences to figure out and synthesize the best option, what we can do from what we have. Now, uh, Brother Wolf doesn't know what I'm doing, but I want his advice on one easy topic. Oh, hold, hold on one thing. Season three with more explosions. No, no, we're not exploding anything. <laughs> no. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hit the wrong button. And... <laughs> You're going to do it no matter what. <laughs> there are no explosions. We are not trained for this. I have two hands. I have two hands. What was that? I don't Nothing. Even know what that is. What did I do? I don't know. <laughs> you couldn't let me hit the button. <laughs> I did let you hit the button. The wrong button and the wronger button. God darn it. Ooh, Rev Ross going to be mad. <laughs> Rev Ross going to be mad at you. But uh, the question I have for my brother is regarding finances. Now, I can say 100% that the money is legal. But this goes out to another friend of mine who... uh. He's an economics major at Tulane, and he thinks he knows something about economics. And you know what's funny? He doesn't know anything about <laughs> economics. It's funny how that works. <laughs> I asked him what he thought about helicopter money. He said, what? <laughs> said, check it, it out. It's the money that you use for a helicopter. <laughs> Boy, you would have been a great Looney Tune character, I swear. <laughs> if you ever get the chance, Milton Friedman, helicopter money. The idea is that you get a windfall. If a helicopter appeared and started throwing cash out the air, the average American would get this money and do something with it. What would you do with it? So, YNB Collins just got a windfall. Oh, sweet. It's legal. Okay. It's above $0. It's under $50,000. It is not going to be taxed. So <laughs> this is just pure money. What should I do with this? Mm. That is an interesting uh, question. At that level, um, I would. Oof. I I I think that. Well, given my situation now, I would say a down payment. Put it towards a down payment for a house. That's my personal um, expertise on that, but. Also, one thing that I recently discovered on my decisions as far as home ownership are concerned is that I wouldn't apply the initial entire, let's say if it is 50000 uh, which it might not be, but let's say if it is 50000 I wouldn't apply the entire 50000 to the down payment at first. I would apply like maybe 30000 to the down payment, and then I would have the rest for... Uh, using for to pay that monthly mortgage on it and just have it in an account that I don't touch for any other reason but to play that monthly mortgage. So basically it's your escrow account. Yes, yes, that's that's how I would uh, use it. So basically you would have your regular money for some time to live off of, you know, in order to pay bills and, you know, everything like that. But you wouldn't have to worry about your mortgage for about a year or two. Because that gets you uh, set into a, a way where, okay, this is how we're going to progress from there. Now, I do have a concern, and I'm going to tell you stuff off air, but not on air. Because mm -hmm. 
knowing how much money Collins does or doesn't have is y'all not y'all business. Right, 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 right. But the question is this: You said if it was closer to fifty grand, what if it's closer to five grand? Would that change your answer any? Yes. yes so, so your answer is tiered. Uh, if the answer, if it's anything above fifteen grand, it changes. Uh, it, it, it low. Uh, if it's anything under fifteen grand, it changes my answer. So, what's your answer? So, if it's under fifteen grand, I'd say that would go towards a car if I didn't have one. Um, I would not try to spend the entire amount on a car, especially if it was just me. Uh, when you have a family, it makes a difference. But if it's just me, um, I would spend like about half of it on a car. The other half of it, I would probably, uh, well, if you're in a similar situation to a person with no debt, then the other half of it, I would put into a savings, um, if you are a person with debt, I would put towards canceling out as much of that debt as possible. So let's go ahead and put some specific parameters so I can make sure I'm following you. Mm -hmm. So you say if it's under 15, we're going to do this. So let's say it's 12, just for argument's sake, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. So with 12 grand, you're going to go ahead and say pay for a car. So it would be a 50-50 split, six on a car, six for in savings? Yes. Now, is that 6000 towards a car? Or buying a car that's worth six thousand dollars and paying it in cash. Well, it depends on if you could find a, uh, you could find a decent car for eight thousand. So if you did a six thousand dollar car or your six thousand on a car that would leave two thousand left over, um, you could do monthly payments for that in order to get that down to like maybe a hundred bucks a month, you know, something like that. Well, that's why I'm asking, because yeah. everybody's situation is different. Right, right. So as much as I would prefer to say, you know, throw it all into the stock market or whatever else, some people, uh, uh, straight out of Compton, the movie, the NWA biopic, you know, why did Dre say that? I got a family to feed right now. Right. You know, and that's why I'm asking you, because as a family man, right. you have different standards than me, and you might have something I'm not thinking of. So let, let, let's go with it like this, my, my general frame of thought. If you have a house and this is enough money to make a substantial cut into that amount of money you would pay, well, if you don't have a house and this is enough money to make a substantial cut into the amount of money you would pay for a house, uh, at least half of the money would go towards the house. If you did have a house. So as a renter right now, you're saying that should be saved for a down payment? Yes. Okay. I want to make sure I'm clear. Okay. Now, on the other hand, okay, house is the top of this period. And the next level of this pyramid, if you have a house but you do not have a car or something like that, then I would say that is the next level of that pyramid, whereas you want a decent, reliable car. You want to make a, um, a, at least a huge cut into being able to afford a reliable car. So I've got to ask because I believe that you're doing it in a converse manner. I believe most people say get the car, and then from the car, you can get the better job and so forth and so on, and then move on to the house. Although right. there are people who would go ahead and take your train of thought and say, once I get the house, I can take the equity out of the house to get a car. That's right. not even a thing. So do you feel any sort of... Well, that's why I said the, the amount of money makes a difference to, towards that. Agreed. Um, and, and, and after the house situation and the car situation... Then I say you got the two basic um, 
I, c I can't really justify them as full needs. I could say the house is a need. The car is probably a need in today's America. Um, but you got the two primary needs that people have to establish before they can work outward from there. Mm -hmm. And then you go from there and you say, okay, now I'm going to look into investing. And that's what so, I... So, so I'm, I'm I have my needs taken care of. Well, my primary needs. So, okay, uh, well, uh, I'm sorry. I'm interrupting you. Go. I'm saying that wrong. But yeah, I, I have two of my substantial needs taken care of. I have a house. I have a car. Now I start thinking about investing. Remember that video we were watching of Dave Ramsey and the questions that he asked the man? The first questions that he said, how good is your car? How good is your house? Remember those were the first two questions. I don't, but I'm surprised you remember a Ramsey thing before me. <laughs> so so good it, on you, but bad yeah, on it me. It was the one on the. Uh, it, it was the one that he did with the guy that had won the lottery and had gotten a twenty-two. Oh yeah, yeah, he, did, yeah. he had like a twenty-two thousand dollar windfall or something. Yeah, yeah, now, yeah. now I remember that one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, with that same training in mind, uh, from that point, you look towards start making that money work for you. Once you've taken care of those issues, now you start finding out a way in which you can live off of that money. And you, at that point, you know, you're working just to work, but you want to figure out a way to make that money into investment opportunities after you do the house and the car. Okay. So as a Ramsey uh, 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 proponent, I guess I'd say, one of the things he's always a big fan of is get rid of debt first. So yeah. uh, I have a little bit of medical debt that I need that I'm getting ready to go ahead and get rid of before yeah. the end of the year. But as far as it is concerned, uh, you wouldn't go ahead and get rid of your debt first? Because like the, the, there are typically four categories that a windfall is addressing. Shelter, transit, debt, saving slash investing, right? So, so you're going with shelter and transit over debt? Wait. <laughs> so here's my problem. I put the, the uh, carriage before the horse. If you're going to proceed towards buying a house and using any money towards buying a house, you have to clear your debt before you get to that. Uh, that's why that's why I wanted to make and, sure. And, and, and that's the thing is I already had thought, okay, if I bought the house, that meant I cleared the debt, but I did not say that on air. So for that, I am a so I, I I do apologize. No, and look, this is why I'm just being as clear as possible, making right. sure. So you would go step one, clear out the debt. Step two, house over car. Yes. Okay, and then step three, transit, and then save and invest. Right. Okay. See, I, I understand that, and I don't disagree with it, but I would not follow that. I would go debt first. I agree with that. Then I would save something first because that's a problem I have in today's America. If you want a new car, you spend money. You want to look good, you spend money. You want to eat, you spend money. When were you taught to save? So I, 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 and even if it's not a lot of money, let's say, like we said, it's 12 grand, two grand goes to the bank. That means I now have five and five to work with. You know what I mean? Right. And you can get a full, I saw a, a, a Craigslist ad in New Orleans. Uh, one of my other bartenders showed it to me. Remember those old trucks that said Nissan didn't have a brand? It was just Nissan. Nissan? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. One of those old clunkety box trucks for like 3,500. And f for you, just you, or just one person, 
It's perfect. Yeah. You know, yeah. and remember those trucks are tanks. They go forever. Right. They're the kind of things where, you know, you have a fender bender, you're like, Are you all right, little man? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I definitively say I, I still remember my uh I used to have my, my Chevy Camaro. And I still remember how it was a 93, so that was one of the last years in which they still made, like, real metal, like, Camaros and everything like that, or Chevy cars. Metal, metal bodies and chassis. Yeah. Right, right, right. So I remember this big, um, I, I, I believe it was a, a, a van at the time, but it was like a 2020 or something like that. And I was at the red light, and they weren't watching what they were doing. So they hit me, but... When they hit me, they suffered more. <laughs> like my my car maybe had like a like a little bit of a dent on the back of it, but the the front part of their car looked horrible. <laughs> I don't like the way you stretched out that horrible. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just saying. So yeah, that that uh, like you said, those are uh, old school cars. Those are the ones, you know. They don't make them like they used to. Right, right. But that's why I was asking. So for me, it's debt, savings, or in, in here's the funny part. Savings investing, we're lumping together, but they're not the same category. They're not. Right, right. They, they are. So I think that should be split out. I'm going to say debt one, savings two. Uh, car three, because shelter is usually a home. If you're behind on your rent, then that changes the game on everything. But if you're trying to go towards home ownership, that's four because you need to have stable blocks before you commit to argu arguably the biggest purchase in history or in your history. Excuse me. I shouldn't mm -hmm. say that like that. But and then once that's done, invest. Now, I do believe if you have some money, especially with fractional investing that nowadays with pick your your stock, you know, till we get a sponsorship. I'm not saying no names, okay. but pick one of those and you can put some money down into something. There's 50 cents you can put in. We started benchmark on a shoestring budget. Yeah. You know, and we we plan to keep it moving and we plan to keep going, but what do we do? Keep it going. Keep it going. So I plan to go ahead and knock out the little bit of debt I have, save some of the money for sure. And I think I'm gonna do the easy thing and this is what I wanted to talk about it. So uh let's say going by what we said earlier about twelve grand. Uh you're gonna split up that twelve grand into how like like now that we've recalculated so collins is doing debt savings car wolf is doing debt house car uh -huh. how would you go ahead and split that up well with, with 12 grand just for argument's sake well uh as i was saying uh if it's 12 grand then the house thing is is uh minimized minimized yeah um now, at that point, um, if I have the debt, if, if I have the debt under control, because that's the first step, I'm going to put, if I got 12000 I'm going to put 6000 towards clearing out the debt at least. Okay. okay. Um, that's going to leave me with 6000 And this is where my, this is where possibly uh, my difference would be as to another uh, person that would be taking care of their finances is I really think that you have to put some of that 6,000 aside towards enjoying some things. Okay. Uh, I do understand that. I don't always agree with it, but you need to find a, 
you need to find the delusion to keep going. So yes, I understand that. Right. And especially if you're, it's almost like you're rewarding yourself for putting six thousand into clearing out your debt. In why not? You know. Um, and so because that's why we got you in the debt in the first place. <laughs> right. Right. But uh, with that being said, I would go ahead and go that route, and I would um, uh, at, at that point, I probably if it's if it's me, um. If you have a family, then you're going to put some of it towards a vacation. If you don't have a family, you're going to go ahead and spend that entire, uh, like, I'm not going to say the entire amount, but you would need far less of it to put towards the vacation in order to complete it. So I'd say it's probably just for one person, a $2,000 vacation wouldn't be horrible. It wouldn't be like, you know, and you'd still have 4000 left in order to, uh, manage and uh, put into savings. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, unfortunately, Rev Ross isn't with us. So I'd be curious to see what he says. He could chime in on a later date. But for myself, uh, let's go ahead and divide this up into fourths, for lack of a better term. So, you know, 12 divided by four is three. Three, yeah. So 3,000 to debt. And I don't even believe I have 3,000 in debt. I believe it's like, 1900 give or take so the rest of that money i'll shift into another category as necessary then i'm going to save another part of that money now the question is how do you save it what vehicle i am a huge fan of the money market it still remains liquid it's still available to you it's still gaining some amount of interest uh the other three thousand i'm going to actively put into some sort of vehicle whether it be uh stocks I might look in the bonds. It might be whatever, but I'm going to take, uh, in this example, three thousand and put it toward that. You know what I mean? Long term or short term? Good question. I have to look at what the rates offer. Okay. And you know that's another wrinkle that has to be addressed. Uh, three thousand dollars in the short term, you might get thirty three, thirty seven hundred, depending on how lucky you are. But if I just put this and let it ride, well, that's a little bit different to think about. You know what I mean? So I might end up going ahead and trying to figure that one. I'll be the next one. Then, you know, 3000 towards a car isn't bad. It might end up being the whole 3000 3000 6000 towards the car because I've already got a place where I'm living. You know what I mean? So we'll see what it does for that. But it's one of those things where it's always interesting to know what you get for a windfall. But as we said before, also in uh, uh, one of the which, what we wish we would have learned in college, Make sure the windfall is accurate. Right. Because you don't like when the windfall is, oh, uh, you need to pay back 5000 of that. Why? Right. You wrote the check, not me. <laughs> yeah. You know? But, uh, yeah, so I just wanted your advice on this one. I figured this is one of those real-world experiences. We can always talk about it, but it's always good to say, hey, this is what I got. What are we going to do and how are we going to do with it? You know what I mean? Right. Before we jet out of here, you got anything you want to add? Uh, no, not really. Um, uh, when you talk about it, though, I just was thinking about something. Uh, somebody told me, mentioning the fact of how unexpected um, negatives to a windfall, um, there was a time in which somebody had gotten a, a raise that was an inadvertent higher raise from their job, and they actually had um, like an extra $2 an hour put on their paycheck for like a week or so. Mm-hmm. 
And then what wound up happening was the company said, well, wait a minute. We weren't supposed to pay you that much of higher of a raise. So that means we're taking that away from you. <laughs> and because <laughs> they own the checkbook, you ain't doing nothing about right. it. Right. And that was the first time I had heard about that one. But, yeah. So, yeah. So with that said, anything else, brother? That's it, brother. Well, I guess it's closing time. So with that said, this is YNB Collins, and I'm joined with... Brother Wolf. And with that said, we're the Benchmark Podcast. We're thinking a little bit critically, a little bit financially, and I hope that you guys have Thank you for listening to the Benchmark Podcast, a product of Benchmark Media, LLC. We would like to remind our listeners that the views and opinions expressed in this review are strictly the views and opinions of each individual and does not reflect the stance of Benchmark Media. Any opinion stated is not to be construed as professional advice or help. Our intro and outro music is Acid Trumpet by Kevin McLeod, licensed under the Creative Commons. Remember to contact us at therealbenchmarkpodcast at gmail.com or our website, www.therealbenchmarkpodcast.com. You can follow us on social media, on Facebook or Instagram. And if you'd like to be a friend of the show, you can donate to us via our PayPal and buy Collins a drink.